Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Hi, I'm Orlando Eastwood, director of On the Road, The Search for Bigfoot, and you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show. You are listening to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We get to read fiction on the show and talk about some movies, books, you name it. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. You'll get some books and other cool stuff for your support. Go ahead and also reach out to me at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com, Aaron Horror Show on Twitter, or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. All right, it's been a while since I've uh, recorded any podcast episodes, and I've actually been very busy with my new uh, books that are coming out. And uh, actually, I'll just go ahead and tell you about them right now. Uh, if there's any book you want to get a mine, these are the ones. The, these are my uh, magnum opus, uh, <laughs> the the best books I've ever written. I, I feel they are a combination of of everything that I, I feel I, I, I do best with writing. Uh, you know, they have lot, lots of action and adventure, like the uh, Touristicu, uh, you know, that you that I'm reading uh, on this podcast. So it, it's very much like those where there's a lot of excitement that happens, but it, it also has uh, comedy and and there's also a lot of, uh, you know, character development and and a lot of people, you know, going through some problems, man. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, you know, it's a it's a fantasy series. Uh, the first one is called "My Three Year Old Is a Barbarian and Other Parenting Problems," and uh, the second one is called "Orcs in Portland uh, so and Other Social Justice Issues." Uh, so uh, right now they are ninety nine cents, so a dollar for both of them. Uh, so you know, if you really want to support me. You can do it for $2. <laughs> and the best part is you could spend those $2 wherever you feel comfortable spending $2. Uh, so they are on Amazon and they're also on Google Play and Apple and, uh, you know, Barnes and Noble, Kobo, and a whole bunch of other places. So if there is a online place that sells books, they're going to be on it. Uh, which means that for those of you who have been reading my stuff through Kindle Unlimited, I'm sorry, but that's the one place they are not. But that's why I'm uh, 
going, you know, selling them for a, a dollar a piece right now is because I, you know, for those of you who have been supporting me on Kindle Unlimited, I wanted to make it as cheap for as possible uh, to kind of get into the new series because, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a fun series, uh, you know, and, and maybe what I'll do is read a sample chapter, uh, on an upcoming episode. So you can kind of get a idea of the tone of the series, but it, it's fun. It's a kind of a silly series. Hang on. I drop my notes. I take notes in my cell phone, you know, so I can go ahead and do this podcast and read off my notes. Okay, so uh, now I have to go ahead and find where my notes are. They're somewhere down here. Uh, that's not it. That's not it. Keep going. Somewhere around here. Oh, Black Mirror. There we go. Okay, yeah. That's what I was going to talk about today is Black Mirror. So uh, the new new season of Black Mirror. So please go ahead and watch it. It's on Netflix. All right, you saw it. So uh, yeah, so Black Mirror. I'm going to go ahead and do a bunch of spoiling of this new season. So I, I really liked it, but I liked kind of the first and last episode of the season. Some of the ones in between were not my favorite uh, Black Mirror episodes. You know, uh, it, it felt like Black Mirror was trying to kind of make a, a twist from uh, science fiction. So so Black Mirror has, has kind of had a lot of sci-fi concepts in the past. And, and this season, it, it decided to play off some horror tropes, right? And, and some of them were... Yeah, a little, you know, uh, sort of your run-of-the-mill horror tropes, right? You know, and I do appreciate Black Mirror because I, I like, you know, the fact that it's sort of the, the Twilight Zone of of our age. Uh, but, you know, with that, you're always going to get things that are hit and miss, right? You're going to get stuff that are just kind of, eh, and then episodes that are really good. So the first episode of the season is, re is really good because it's a very meta- episode. It's essentially about a person who, you know, uh, watches Netflix and, and sees her life is on Netflix, uh, and played by Selma Hayek. Uh, and so eventually, uh, you learn that she is actually not a real person, but just another Netflix, uh, AI. Uh, so, so essentially what, you know, the, the, you find out that it's AI writing episodes of television, uh, using, you know, digital versions of the, uh, of the actors. So, uh, you know, the, the, you find out that Selma Hayek is actually the third layer because when she goes to, you know, destroy the system, so it could no longer, uh, you know, use her likeness. Uh, Michael Sierra is the sort of nerdy technician, and he's like, "Well, you know, I'm Michael Sierra. I'm, 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 I'm obviously not a nerdy technician. I'm, uh, you know, a famous actor. So you're living in a simulation, and and then, you know, eventually she smashes the uh, the simulation and and finds out that the that she was <laughs> just a digital actor in in you know the uh, 
story of her life and the real actor uh man i'm really forgetting her name uh maybe i should look this up i think she was in community i believe so black mirror imdb here we go look at the latest season all right so yeah so season six of black mirror or no season seven i guess all right it's called jonah's awful and the lead person was annie murphy yes annie murphy who uh you probably would know her from let's see Shit's creek it looks like anyways annie murphy <laughs> uh plays joan who uh essentially you know uh joan watches netflix uh sees that it's her life uh being unfolded in real time on netflix and of course the whole nation is watching her life and you know commenting on her and she's having a lot of trouble with the fact that her life is on display and then you know salma hayek is playing her in the netflix series and so she realizes that if she does something really terrible she'll get the attention of salma hayek and so she goes and poops in a church uh during somebody's wedding and uh that uh you know of course gets salma hayek's attention who is like how dare this person use me to do this and then the you know basically uh the lawyers of both selma hayek and and joan say well sorry you signed a contract you can essentially you know they can use any part of your uh life they want to and and use you to act out anything they want to and so yeah you're you're kind of screwed by this contract uh and so they decide to take their you know power into their own hands and go destroy the ai that is uh doing this and, and that's when they realize that they're actually in a simulation and annie murphy is sort of the selma hayek uh character in the real world and joan the real joan is just a regular person and so it's sort of a multi-layered simulation within a simulation right so the first level world is joan and annie murphy and the second uh <laughs> level world is annie murphy playing joan and selma hayek right <laughs> uh, but with that being said i i appreciate the fact that it really uh gets very meta it really makes fun of itself it really you know identifies kind of how silly it's being um i i really appreciate it as as an as as sort of a a, a comedy black mirror episode almost uh you know if you could if you could say that uh yeah so anyways that that was one of my favorite ones the other one of my favorite ones in in this uh current season of black mirror was the very last one which was uh you know uh something 79 here let me get back to that episode list here yeah demon 79 that one was also good because i think it was also a uh, kind of comic uh, uh, essentially what happens is in in that one uh 
this you know woman uh essentially gets contacted by a demon and says she has to you know kill like three people in three days in order to uh you know avoid the apocalypse but <laughs> what i find funny about the situation is that the the demon that has contacted her is sort of like this is his first gig as a demon talking to humans and so he has that character kind of has a lot of missteps and it 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 also is kind of playing off of old 70s uh horror genres and so uh there's a lot of like like it takes place in the 70s but it also has a lot of like horror tropes of the 70s and what's really funny is when the demon takes on a form <laughs> that she understands it's this like over the top disco guy <laughs> which uh i appreciate uh so the demon that's talking to her is like uh you know like somebody that should be a, a backup dancer for the bgs or or uh you know part of cool in the gang or something like that you know like like it's 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 kind of funny but they kind of you know make fun of the the trope of a demon talking to someone and what's funny is her also she tries to eventually only kill people that deserves it but you know uh to kind of spoil it due to a technicality the three p one of the people that she kills doesn't count uh and uh so the apocalypse happens which is funny because you know at the end she's caught by the police and she's basically saying i did all this because a demon said that you know if i didn't do it the apocalypse would happen and they're sort of thinking she's you know kind of nuts and uh <laughs> you know <laughs> eventually the the apocalypse starts happening uh and the demon you know who uh gets fired from his job by the way as being a demon and, and cast out to the void uh comes up to her and says well we kind of screwed that up you want to come to the void with me and she's like sure why not <laughs> so it it's kind of a happy ending <laughs> despite that it's not a happy ending right it's it's not a happy ending in the fact that it's the end of the world and and the whole world is uh being destroyed uh <laughs> but it is a happy ending in the sense that the two characters that you've you know are quite endearing despite the fact that they're both sort of evil tropes right like one is uh you know a demon and the other is uh, a, a person who is being talked to by demons right so they're both sort of evil tropes but you 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 eventually like them because they like despite the hand that they've been dealt they're trying to do the right thing right uh and then eventually they run off into the sunset together so i kind of i don't know it's I, I i liked it it was it was fun it was very silly uh which i i appreciate silly especially when they're trying to do sort of a throwback episode now that being said the middle ones Eh, I mean, you know, I, uh, I, I, I really, you know, wasn't too excited, uh, you know, about, about the middle ones, uh, in this season. So like, for example, uh, there was this one Lock Henry, which was about, you know, two filmmakers that were, uh, you know it, it was once again a, a spin on horror movie tropes and it was 
two filmmakers that eventually find themselves in their own horror movie, right? Uh, I don't know. It, it, it wasn't that exciting, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and with that being said, like, like the acting I thought was really good in, in every single one. I mean, they got all-star actors in all of them, but, but, you know, sometimes, and th and that's with me with, with Black Mirror sometimes, like, I don't know, <laughs> the concept is sort of like, okay, so <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like Locke Henry, uh, for example, uh, it's just, you know, literally they walk into this guy's mom's house and she has all these videotapes of, uh, you know, the, her favorite TV show. And it's just one of those things where you're like, oh yeah, her mom's the killer. And those are, you know, on those videotapes are all her victims. And it turns out that I was right. You know what I mean? So it's like, there isn't too much mystery involved, right? Like, I guess part of what is exciting about mystery is actually sort of having mystery, but you know, I, I think that's also a problem of, of someone who, uh, really thinks about the writing process and about, you know, what is, uh, uh, you know, like, like what, what do you do in the writing, writing process? So I imagine if, you know, I don't know, Locke Henry might've been more exciting for someone who really didn't know who the killers were or, or thought everything that they told you to be true was true, you know? Cause I mean, <laughs> like one thing when you hear, you know, any sort of folklore story from a writing standpoint, whatever they tell you in the beginning is probably not the truth. <laughs> right. And so with that being said, the writer will leave clues as who is the truth. And I don't know, it felt like the clues were very obvious. Uh, and so I just, I, yeah, you know, it was just sort of like, Oh yeah, they're going to be caught up in their own horror movie soon here <laughs> because they're with his mom, you know, and, and, turns out his dad was in it too and 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 all this other stuff but yeah that wasn't yeah wasn't wasn't my favorite of that you know and i think it's because it i felt like you know it was a little spoiled uh for me in the beginning by just being sort of like oh yeah this is where this is going <laughs> you know what i mean like like they entered the house of horrors in the first act and they didn't know it but they're gonna know it by the end and then that's what happened so there wasn't really any sort of like you know oh yeah, the, like it's it's one of those things where what you expect to happen is totally what happens, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so uh, Beyond the Sea, that was the uh, middle episode. That one was was very good in its uh, execution. And Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad, who played Jesse in Breaking Bad, was also, of course, very good and. You know, a good concept, really kind of cool, but it, like, it would, I, I had trouble getting beyond the, like, there were two things that I had trouble with with it. Uh, the first was the fact that, so the concept of it was there's these two astronauts on sort of a deep space mission, and uh, every time they, like, go to sleep, they wake up in a robot body in their home, right? 
So it's kind of cool in the sense that you get these two people that are as far away from home as possible, and they're able to control a robot body where they can interact with their family and, you know, just be home, uh, you know, uh, while they're doing their mission in space. So, you know, it was kind of a, a fun concept in that, but that very concept made me have trouble buying into it in, in the first place because my first thought when I found out that they were robots and there's two human astronauts in space and two robots on the ground, I was like, well, why aren't the robots in space and the humans on the ground? <laughs> like, right. If, if they have the technology to, uh, to control robot bodies that are pretty much human for all intents and purposes, why aren't they just living on earth and, and controlling their robot counterparts in space? Like, why isn't the relationship reversed? I mean, I was just thinking about it from like a, a technical standpoint of, you know, keeping humans alive in space is pretty expensive, <laughs> right? Cost a whole lot of money, right? You got to give them air, you got to give them food, uh, all sorts of things like keeping robots alive in space, probably cheaper. I mean, I don't know if you need the same, temperature controls. I mean, maybe a, a little bit, but you certainly don't need to keep it like 70 to 72 degrees. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you also probably don't need oxygen, right? So you, the space station could have no oxygen if it's just robots, right? So it can, can be completely, you know, but you know, if, if you had two robots in space and two humans on the ground, it would have destroyed the point of the episode, right? Like the point of the episode is that one of the robots uh, gets murdered, basically. And so the guy has no, you know, body to go back to. So he starts experiencing space madness, you know. <laughs> uh, and that was my other point is that the murders felt, you know, a little bit too uh, archetypal, you know, like they it was it was just kind of a you know, <laughs> weird cult that really doesn't like robots comes in and murders not only the robot body, but the whole family of the guy that <laughs> the robot bought. I don't know. It was just, a, it felt very much like, like I, it, I had a hard time with it because I don't know if anyone would hate this concept so much that they would be willing to go murder an entire family to make a point. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe there is, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> maybe there's people out there, but that was the other thing is like, if they're such high profile and such mission critical people, why wasn't there anyone like sort of protecting the family, <laughs> you know, like, like if there was this group of people that was planning to murder the family, uh, and, and, the very expensive piece of hardware. Uh, <laughs> wasn't there any sort of safeguards for this, you know, cause I mean, you think about it, like, like most celebrities have some sort of, uh, protection. Right. And so if this, uh, robot is so high profile that he's celebrity status, then where, where, you know, where's his guards, <laughs> you know, where, where's security? Uh, yeah. Why didn't, you know, they hire security, but you know, they, I don't know, they wouldn't even need that if, if they were controlling robots in, in the space station. Right. Cause 
then they wouldn't have any problem with robots in space. <laughs> I mean, but anyways, yeah, it was like there was a couple of, of points that just kept pulling me out of it. But other than that, it was really good. Like I, I enjoyed the episode overall. If you could ignore the fact that that the robot should be in space, then, you know, you would. Uh, uh, all right, a little brain fart there. Uh, so, yeah, the next episode, um, Maisie Day. Yeah, that was a. I don't know. That one was just a, a, a werewolf story. It was just werewolves. That's it. I mean, there was paparazzi, but it was like, I, I didn't see what paparazzi did other than just being a sort of run-of-the-mill werewolf. Like, like I don't know. It, it, it was sort of like, like you know, uh, Black Mirror had been so sci-fi driven. It's like they decided, or or Charlie Booker, the you know, person that writes all the episodes and sort of has control over the series has just decided I want to do a bunch of horror, <laughs> you know? And so you, you got stuff that was just sort of run of the mill horror and, and then stuff that was sort of brilliant horror, like the, like the, you know, <laughs> the, the one at the end. And I don't know, the one at the beginning was uh, the one at the beginning, the, the very first one, the, the, uh, uh, you know, Joan is awful. That that was very classic. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Black Mirror. That was very much Black Mirror. What Black Mirror does best, but you know, Demon Seventy Nine. That <laughs> felt more just like a horror uh, show, but it was a, a horror comedy, <laughs> which I appreciate. It was it was fun. It was funny. But yeah, you know, the ones in the middle. I don't know. Not not my favorite ones. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I'm looking at the ratings, and apparently the internet doesn't agree with me. They, everyone seemed to like the first three, you know. And and once again, the they they were good for what they were. Just you know, with Lock Henry, I had figured out so early it was hard for me to invest. And then, you know, beyond the sea, that that one little detail of like, why aren't the robots the one in space? Those are the cheaper things, you know. If like you have this technology to, you know have a human control a robot body, why not send the robot to space and keep the humans on Earth? You know, like, like, don't get me wrong. I think humans exploring space is pretty cool. Like, I think we, you know, should send humans to space. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, like, like all the Mars robots are very cool. And I'm glad we're exploring Mars. And I'm very, you know, uh, excited about that. But there, there's something, uh, you know, there's something that is just not the same, uh, you know, when, when you get a human, you know, so I think having a human on Mars would be, uh, I don't know, <laughs> it would be the, the moment of, a, a you know, landing on the moon, except for my generation, you know, something sort of exciting. Uh, and, and of course I know everyone always critiques, space exploration as sort of like hey like like why why we why would we send someone to mars when we have so many problems back here on earth and and my answer to, the, to that is like there's so many problems on earth we fixed through uh <laughs> you know uh, space exploration it's a huge huge list of uh things that we have uh nowadays because we decided to explore space, you know, like cell phones and Velcro and 
uh, <laughs> the list goes on. I, and, and so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, repurposing the creative uh, technologies that people uh, create to explore space can really help us also here on Earth. So I think space exploration is a, is a, is a good thing. Uh, I just, you know, <laughs> in this particular episode, it just seemed that the robots should have been on the spaceship and the people should have been on the ground. Just, you know, inverse should have been the more sort of logical, cost-effective, more realistic solution. And and you're like, Aaron, it's a freaking fiction. Just go with it. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about science fiction, though, is that it has a kind of a higher standard in, in the sense that science fiction uh, ultimately has to be uh, believable, <laughs> you know, uh, in, in the sense that, uh, you know, if, if we are going to, uh, conjecture about what, a technology, uh, if, how a technology is going to shape the future, then we need to, uh, sort of have that technology, uh, feel like it, it, it could really exist. It, it could really happen in our world, you know? Uh, you know, if it, if it doesn't, then, you know, that's when you see the hand of the author clearly within the, 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 the stuff. And, you know, in the real world, the, I guess the, the hand of the author is not visible, you know, uh, not to get too, spiritual or religious but you know if if there was a, a, a author to our world then then uh they've done a really good job on hiding their hand i mean i mean if you think about it how many uh religions are there in in the world and they can't all be right <laughs> you know uh they can't all be the only one that's that that is the true one and and i'm not i'm not saying that you know every person has their own beliefs. And I, I totally respect that. Uh, I just don't think any one person's beliefs are, are, are more right than others. I think they're right for themselves for their own reasons. And I respect that. I respect that everyone should have their uh, beliefs that are right for themselves and their own uh, reasons. So, but yeah, so yeah, if there were, if there was an author of the universe, uh, they've done a good job at hiding their hand, right? Like, like if you can see the author of the universe's hand, then you know, you know, oh yeah, this person <laughs> wrote our world, right? Uh, and so that's why if you see the hand of the author in, in science fiction, you know that it's just the author making that decision and it's not something that would happen in real life. And in real life, if we had this technology, the, the robots would be the one in space. I mean, it's just the more cost-effective solution, right? Uh, you don't need to give them air or food or anything, right? You just have the humans inhabit the robot bodies and the robots do all the, you know, heavy lifting. Uh, but, you know, with that being said, let's still send people to space because that's kind of cool. Uh, maybe that that would be why that, that this, this thing exists. Uh, either way, it wasn't clear that that was why <laughs> it existed. It just did you know, anyways, that is, uh, yeah, all I have to say about the latest season of Black Mirror. I hope you enjoyed listening and yeah, don't forget to look at, uh, my three-year-old is a barbarian and other parenting problems. And, uh, also, uh, 
my, uh, my orcs in Portland and and other social justice issues. Uh, they're both fantasy novels, and they're both uh, they're both you know I, I feel like they're everything that I do best. I have comedy. I have uh, action adventure. I have this uh, kind of character development and growth, and and just you know just go out and enjoy uh, <laughs> them. Uh, and yes, if there's any hand of the author, uh, you see in there, please let me know. Cause you know, I, I'm, I'm fine. You know, if someone critiques my work, uh, <laughs> totally cool with it. Uh, <laughs> I know that, that what I write isn't for everybody, just like what other people make isn't for me sometimes. So yeah, it's, it's fine. We all enjoy our different things. So, uh, if you want to know if you're going to enjoy, uh, my latest novels, if you enjoy fantasy comedy, uh, or you, you know, uh, enjoy, uh, you know, uh, the team sort of getting themselves together to fight the big bad. Uh, you know, that's the kind of kind of tone it is. Uh, you know, uh, it's it, it's sort of like, uh, you know, if if Mel Brooks and Douglas Adams uh, got together to write a, a fantasy novel series, that's what this would be. Uh, to give you an idea on tone. Uh, so yeah, my three-year-old is a barbarian and other parenting problems and uh, orcs in Portland and other social justice issues. Go ahead and if you like listening to this podcast, go ahead and support those books, please. Buy them for your friends. Uh, get the word out there. Share them on social media. Uh, and if you read them and enjoyed them, please leave a review. Uh, those really help out. Uh, cool. Well, yeah, maybe I'll come back and read a sample chapter before I get back to touristic you so you can kind of see uh, what's going on in those books. So maybe I'll, I'll do that next time. But for for now, uh, yeah, uh, have a good night and I will, uh, you know, see you on future episodes. Mm -hmm.